As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hey, this is Zorn again at the Amp Station Studios. I'm live here, but we're not live on this radio or podcast. Um, but we're here today to talk to you on Trend or Truth. Um, today we're going to talk about identity. Um, I've got uh, three very special guests. They've been here before. Um, we had some really uh, interesting and spirited conversations, so I'm excited about it today. Um, first off, I'd like to introduce my daughter and uh, newly last named Addison Nakashima. Hey, hey, hey. And then her new husband and uh, one of my former baseball guys and just a, a huge uh, factor in helping to build uh, the amp station and put it all together and still very involved in it in the ministry, uh, Chris Nakashima. What's going on? And then, of course, the guy that makes all this happen and uh, is the, we, we're calling the truth bomb dropper. Because he every episode he just I drops like something harsh on us, and uh, we love it. So uh, Mason Phillips, how's it going? So guys, uh, today we're here. We're going to talk about identity, and um, you know, uh, whenever I think about identity, I think about uh, the thing that that sets you apart. And of course, my big deal is I always want everybody to be uh, identified with Christ, and then they happen to be something. But so many uh, times uh, we hear people that talk about. Um, being this, uh, and but then they claim Christ, so it's like uh, uh, they're this who loves Christ. Where you know, for me, I would love to see people grow in Christ so that they are Christ lovers who happen to be X or whatever baseball players or golfers or uh, students or whatever. So, um, kind of just going around the room, um, what are some of the uh, the things that you'd like to talk about today? Do you have anything specific you'd like to talk about, or is there anything? on your heart or something that jumps out at you about this? I think, you know, part of the, the, uh, the off mic conversations we've been having is talking about, you know, being an athlete athletics has been a big part of, you know, a lot of our lives sitting here at this table. And, um, you know, you, you really see that growth out of the priorities in which you identify yourself as where it's athlete who happens to love Christ or a Christ lover who happens to be an athlete. You, you see a lot of that growth, when people mature and, and, you know, it's hard when you're in that situation, when you're surrounded by people that are athletes, baseball, golf, basketball, whatever it is, whatever sport you play, you know, you identify with those people because it's a community. You're a baseball guy because he's a baseball guy because he's a baseball guy. And, you know, you make friends that way. You fit in that way. You have a certain status that way. But then once you get out of that situation and you start growing start realizing like, well, you know, I don't have to be a baseball guy that loves Christ. I can do these things in a different order, which Christ comes first. And, you know, you start to, to realize that as you look back. And, and, and it, it's all part of living. I love what you said there because you said that, you know, the what comes first. You said Christ comes first in that instance if we're a baseball player, um, but we're a Christ follower. Is it, like I said, a baseball player who happens to love Christ or are you a Christ follower who plays baseball? And, uh you know, it's funny to me because, I mean, just for a moment, take the God side out of it, take the Christian out of it. Um, you know, 
the position that I'm in, I get to see a lot of guys that say that they're baseball players. That's their identity is they identify as a baseball player. But even in those instances, they're not doing baseball player activities. You, you know what I mean? That They're so interested in other activities, uh, you, you know, an easy ones, drinking, uh, partying, um, doing things that don't involve base, but they want to identify as a baseball player. And then if we carry that back to Christianity, it's the same thing, you know. Uh, sometimes it's not as dramatic. Maybe it's not drinking or partying. Maybe it is the baseball. Uh, I, I want to be a Christian, but the baseball gets in the way of that. Um, do you guys, can you guys relate to that at all? I would definitely agree with that. I, I'd say, you know, it's kind of almost like a blanket statement that covers all of these things that you can use in as, like as an excuse. You know, well, why'd you go out and get, trash on the weekend when you know we had you know two conference games the next day i'm a baseball guy that's what baseball guys do or like you know if you look at it in the christian situation it's like why do you go to church on sunday when you act like a fool the rest of the week (laughs) i'm a christian so what christians do we go to church on sundays and it's like well so but it's just sundays right so it's okay the rest (laughs) of the week isn't it too i mean if you go to church on sunday then you've done your part to be christian haven't you i mean isn't that Mm -hmm. isn't that the way Addie, you're being awful quiet. <laughs> I feel like that that's the common misconception is people think that, oh, well, as long as I behave on Sunday, then I'm good the rest of the week. And I think that they treat Sunday more as a check the box because this is my day to identify as a Christian. And the other, you know, six days a week, they can do whatever they'd like. So let's let's get on that topic. Um, you know, I know real life church is doing a deal that's called beyond Sunday. I don't know if they're still doing it, but that's what they were for a while. And that was the the main theme of it was how do we live a Christian life beyond Sunday, not just on Sunday, Sunday mornings, not the Sunday evenings, you know? Um, so what are some things you do to identify with Christ on other days besides Sunday? What do you have some things that you've set in place that help you follow in a different way? I think it's best, like it's important to specify that, doing things doesn't necessarily make you a Christian. It's also where your heart's at. That's really good. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to answer the question, but I just think that's an important thing to throw out there from the no, get-go. You're right. is that's good. It's more than just... Because I've been in the position where I've gone to Bible study twice a week, gone to band practice the other two days a week. I was involved in some kind of volunteer the other day of the week and then went to service on Sundays, you know, and my heart wasn't in there, but man, was I checking some boxes, you know, and I think that it's so much more than that. So for me, um, what I do on days other than Sunday is, I mean, sometimes like I will just, especially on my car, like my car rides and things is I'll listen to some worship music and just kind of spend some time enjoying that and not necessarily like really thinking about it too much, just like being in that like present situation, I think is good for you. Um, doing Bible studies, doing, we have small groups that we have going on all the time, which are awesome to be a part of. I think that just getting involved in those things and being a positive influence on other people and having other people who are going to hold you accountable to things is a way for you to get involved in those things and identify with Christ other than just on Sundays. That's really good. Mason, do you have anything that you do, uh, to kind of help you stay on that track on that path? Uh, I had to start looking at Sundays differently because I don't always go to church on Sunday. Sometimes it's Saturday. Sometimes it's could be a Monday. It That's could be point. any day of the week. So mm-hmm. really, it's just uh, I had to stop looking at church as a thing to check off the box during the week. It had to be a because we're supposed to come together as a group of believers to really find rest in the community rather than that's the only time I'm going to meet with God. Mm-hmm. That's right. that's actually supposed to be a part of the break when I come back and I recollect myself and then get ready and prepared for the rest of the week. 
I love that point because that just reminds me, you know, um, which by the way, I'm getting into the Friday night Catan group this yeah. week. So <laughs> do not leave me out of that. But you guys meet together for a game night on Friday nights mm-hmm. at seven o'clock here in the amp station. And, um, uh, you know, to me, that can be church. You, you know what I mean? And, and especially if you um, address it right, if you uh, maintain the principles of, of Christendom. Is that a word? Sure. It <laughs> okay. is now. It, yeah, perfect. Say it is now. Uh, you know, I, I think it can. That, that's an important way to look at it mm-hmm. is that really because the church is, is not a building, right? It's, it's, it's the, the body. Yeah, yeah, it's the body. So if we're the body, anywhere we go, we really can be uh, in church. Right. We, we can be doing church together. And and I do agree with Addie that you know the heart has to really be in it. And sometimes I think it's easier for people to have the heart for it when it's not necessarily a an organized, uh, set up, firm church service. Does 100%. that make sense? Oh yeah. Orders of service drive me crazy. Whenever I mean, it's nice for people who are planners, which we've gone over. I am a planner, but it's also I think it's restrictive to the thing that like God's wanting to do in that environment, in that atmosphere, whenever you have that, um, like strict schedule, then you're, you're not sticking to what he's wanting to let happen. And I think that the same thing happens. Like, I think an important thing to think about alongside this, this question that we're talking about is how are you being the church rather than attending church? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Yeah. Um, that kind of reminds me too. How many times have we uh, had electrical problems, or especially right. here, especially here at the amp station? And I'm freaking out, and I'm like, you know, music's not going to be what it's supposed to be. And that one Sunday, we literally sat with the with the doors open because it was so hot. Yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah, let's not do that again. And, and yeah. remember though, was that was that the same Sunday when like you four girls and Bailey just stood up, sit up on in the bar stools yeah. up front? Yeah, we did, and just absolutely rocked worship acapella. I mean, I think you might have played guitar with yeah, it or it something. Yeah, it was just guitar. It was just everybody singing and lifting their voices to the Lord. And it was one of the coolest services. And it was a a hundred percent, you know, we don't teach accidents and coincidences. Divine intervention. It was a divine intervention. You got to leave a little room for some divine intervention. Yes, yes, I agree. So Divine manipulation, right? (laughs) No, that's different. That's different. That's way different. Uh, But so, you know, I've been, I've been kind of telling uh, the people in my Bible study accountability group and people that I come across, have you guys heard the the new Elevation Worship song "Rattle"? Yes, it's my jam. Oh my gosh! I this made thing. Chris listen to it. Like so a I'm like, ago. I, like I pump that thing when I get in the shower in the Dude, morning, that's like a as good loud song. as I can. Whether uh, it's and it's, Christian it's better or not. louder. It's not. It's not. You know, you listen to it quiet in your car. It's like, all right, that's good. But when you <laughs> crank that puppy up. It sets you on fire. So, you know, that that's kind of a question I've got for you guys. You know, do, does your does the music help you kind of stay involved and stay in that 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 identity or in that area of, of Christ in your presence? I think that for me, music does help me keep my identity in Christ, but it doesn't define my identity in Christ. You know, for me, I like all kinds of music. We've talked about this in previous podcasts. Um, <laughs> absolutely berated my taste in music. but Well, I taught you that taste, so I didn't berate it. I just... <laughs> Look down upon it. The yeah, just, like, just taught me something and then trade like totally went traitor on <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, no kidding. But uh, yeah, so like for me, I love worship music. Um, I'm not a huge fan of contemporary Christian music though, and I know that you are. So for me, I'm like I don't like happy fake Christian music. It's just not who who I am. I like if I'm in a bad mood, I want to listen to my sad, depressing music because then I'm going to be great because I've listened to it and gotten it out. But I know a lot of people 
find their identity in Christ and find their happiness, that joy that they get because of the music that they listen to. Right. I think it's funny that this has come up today because I was just watching YouTube videos and I was watching Dude Perfect and yeah. I was just not even paying attention to it. And I have not heard that Christian song yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're doing their video and there's like the intro song and they're hey, going One of those it. guys is a big Christian. So well, wait she walks it. into oh. the living room and goes, dude, is that Christian music they're playing on their video? And I'm like, I don't know. And you know, it comes up and it says what it is. And the song was called wave Walker. And we haven't checked our facts if that's an actual Christian song, but it sounded Christian and had, you know, some Christian lyrics in it and stuff. And we're like, man, this is a huge, pl- there's millions yeah, and millions yeah. and millions of views mm-hmm. every single video that they've posted. And I don't know how many of them have Christian music in it, but right. even if it's just one that has 60 million views on it, right. You know, you're using your platform as as an, a, a way to identify as I, I a don't Christ know leader. for sure about the whole crew, but I know that one dude is like really devout and really uh, uh, makes it known on the show and and some things. So that's cool. You know, um, and again, it's just one more crew out there that now owes us money for giving them a <laughs> plug, them. and they've got it to give. So we won't take money; we'll just come play in their cool place. If they would just come on the show, that's all I really want. <laughs> The, the money is to mics. get them questioned. And we just like, okay, look, instead of a hundred thousand dollars, just come on the show <laughs> one time and take that as your appearance fee. Yeah, that'll work. You guys like our chances? Mason, what's your opinion on music and your identity in Christ? It definitely changes my mindset. It get, kind of gets me prepared if I'm listening to the right stuff and uh, kind of sets my mood for what my day is going to be like. Uh, often it, whatever I'm listening to in the mornings, how I'm going to be feeling during the day. So That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I end up, I find myself like that a lot, and I, I just like I said, that song just gets me fired up, and I and I'm like, I can go out and do anything that God wants me to do, you know. Stephen Furtick mentions Rattle, and I was listening to one of the podcasts that is the church service, and he says it's it's weird, but Rattle makes him cry. And he says everybody else gets fired up, and he just cries when he <laughs> listens to it. Well, that's because the song is a jam. He stole my job. <laughs> He's the background shouter in that song. That's and that's, he's aspired that's to be. what I want to be. Rattle! Fire! No, that ain't even any of the words that are in the song that he says. Live! That's one of them. Yeah, I'll get it down. So, uh, so um, what about uh, the Bible? Do you guys uh, have any, any scriptures that come to your mind that kind of help you to stay identified, to... Uh, look towards him or anything like that. The one that comes off the top of my head is the one that I like have probably one of the only ones that's ever been memorized. A little shameless identification of who I, how well I am <laughs> memorizing Bible scriptures. But you know, Isaiah six, eight talks about here I am send me. And you know, sometimes when we're doing stuff like taking trash out or cleaning out something that moving toilets and it's like, <laughs> yeah, we know about that. Don't we not? Here I am. <laughs> I guess I'll go. Like, <laughs> this is not what I thought this scripture meant. Like I was taking people to the promised land, not toilets to the dumpster, but you know, <laughs> st- little stuff like that. And, and you know, I find that stuff like, man, that does not sound like work I want to do, but here's an opportunity for me to prove or show or, you know, exemplify the things that I'm trying to say I live by. And it's like, you know, all right, here I am. I'll, I can do this. And, and, you know, that's one that I go back to. Yeah. I think, um, I think that's a really good example too of what we try to exemplify in the amp station is that, uh, you know, we, we want everybody to be a leader 
like a, like a mm-hmm. full out leader. Yeah, come to one of our leader meetings. There's like 37 people out of 40. And yeah, the other three just couldn't service. make it. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's awesome when you see all those, and they're like, they're like actually focused and intent and listening and, and participating. You know, because we're always asking for their input because it's it's your ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but that servant leadership is what we use. That's it's it's definitely that. It's not always pretty. Mind. Yeah, that it's uh sometimes you'll have to be the guy. Uh, hauling the toilets to the dumpster and stuff. You Used know, but, old gas station toilets, just so all the <laughs> listeners know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just to draw a picture here. Uh, yeah, so that's really good. I like that. Any of you guys got anything else, any scriptures that you fall to or look to? Something for me isn't necessarily, I don't know the exact scripture. I think it's in Mark. I want to say it's like 534, but I'm not positive. And it's, I'll um, fact check. Yeah, don't get this wrong. <laughs> yeah, it might be wrong. So, um, But it's about the, the story with the lady, and she's been sick forever, and she just reaches out to touch Jesus' garment. Yeah, right. And, um, the 12 years of bleeding. Yeah, right. Yeah. And um, for me, which eventually we'll probably do our testimonies and things like that, but that's a big part of like, my testimony is just like healing. And so whenever I'm like looking to like recheck myself into the identity of Christ, I always look back to that verse because that's something that I'm like, if I just reach out and barely like graze even his clothing, mm-hmm. even get into his like presence, then I know that I can like be brought back in by him. He can heal me with absolutely no effort whatsoever. It's that whole, like no matter how many steps away you take, you're always one step to right. back to the line mm-hmm. or whatever that. Right. Is. Right. So that's always something that like kind of goes back to me on multiple levels. I, I appreciate that story in that verse. You did really good. It's Mark five twenty four is where the story starts. Oh, okay. Um, and then I'll skip down to uh, uh, 26. It says she had suffered a great deal for many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had not gotten no better. That's how it says it. But she had gotten no better. Does that sound right? That sounds like how I would say it, not how the Bible would say it. <laughs> she ain't In got fact, no she had gotten worse. Uh, she had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. You know, I've never really looked at that as a um, an identity type scripture, but I see that now. And that's what I love about doing stuff like this and talking about stuff like this is I can see that now as, as if we can put our identity in, in knowing that God has that power and, and all we have to do is have that faith that if we can just get in a, a little glimpse of his presence or, or, or touch just a little mm-hmm. piece of his, the garment that he has on, that power can be released. And, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of cool too in that story because Jesus talks about how he felt the release of power, mm-hmm. you know, and I just think that's kind of a cool yeah, I've never, mental never picture. I've never seen that perspective on that situation. yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't seem like an identity, but if we can, if we can identify with Christ like that, then that should mm-hmm. help our identity remain with Christ. Mace, you got a scripture? Uh, yeah, it, it's also like the, I don't have it completely memorized. I had to pull it up, but it's like the only one that I really take with me everywhere. And it's uh, Romans six fourteen. It says, for sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. That's a good one. And That's it, good. What was the scripture again? Romans six fourteen. Romans six fourteen. Okay. It, it it just kind of shows me that, you know, I don't have to have my identity in the things that I do or like my screw ups or whatever. It's my identity's found in God. He's already forgiven me of those sins. I, I'm still going to carry stuff with me, but I don't have to look back and say, well, that's who I am. No, it's whoever God says that I am. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I can find my identity. So, Mason, you just said, uh, you know, that you you try to look back and try to remember that God is there and he's he's the 
person that you look to for your identity. And when things get tough, you know, sometimes it's hard to recognize those kinds of things. Do you guys have something, a uh, trigger or something that you use or maybe just happens that, that reminds you, hey, God's in this, even though it's not what you want. It's not, how, how do you get back to being able to focus on him or, or even look to him? I saw this thing. I'm pretty sure it was like kind of a meme, but like a Christian meme. And it said, be as quick to pray as you are to text or are you as quick to pray as you are to text? Yeah, that's good. And um, for me, like I'm really bad about just picking up my phone and being like, oh, and just typing out a paragraph of frustration. But then now I've kind of challenged myself to like, okay, I'm sitting here. I'm basically just like irritated and I should just pray about it or at least pray before I worry about it. So that's kind of been my trigger. Right. That's good. I think for me, I don't know if we talked about this on the last one or not, but, um, you know, we talked about when you look back on those things and you're like, man, that shouldn't have worked out for me in my life. Or there's things that you weren't sure how you were going to get through that you're standing here now. Like, why was I even stressed about that stuff? And, and it's God that pulled you through them. And you know, that's not quite how faith is supposed to work, but you rely on those times where, you know, you weren't sure what to do. You had a major life decision. You had, you know, a big change to make in your life or whatever the case may be. And you, you see how that ended up. And usually it's nowhere near what your plan was or what you thought it was going to be. It, it was in God's plan. So now when I see these things or as they come up in the future, it's like, okay, I did this, 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 and this, and God pulled me through all of them. And I didn't think I was going to move on from that. And here we are. And so you just, you know, you reflect on these good times and even the bad times that, you know, you can learn something from and you can use those past experiences to, to grow with. That's good. It's good. Mason, you got anything at all? No, I just have to echo that. Just looking on my past and kind of seeing where God's brought me to this point. So this reminds me of, um, uh, and you can say what you want about Joel Osteen, but I used to listen to a ton of his podcasts and, uh, messages and he had a message one time and he was talking about, um, you know, if things are bad, um, you've got bad news, you've got some, try to find anything to give praise about absolutely anything. So, you know, knocking for prosperity, if that's what you want to do, uh, to me, that's a great idea. That's a great premise, which I know that's biblical now, you know, when he, I first heard it, I was like, Oh wow, I'm going to try that. And, and I did, I had a, and I've told you guys about this in, in a message before, but we had a huge tax debt, it's $12,000. And, and, uh, I just, as soon as I found out, I just started praying and, uh, I started praising. I started telling God, Hey, you know what? This is, this is just money. This isn't health. This isn't a sickness. This That's isn't an point. illness. This isn't, this isn't anything that, that we can't get through. Even if God didn't want to step in, it's not, it's not that big a deal. It's just money. You know, uh, no one's had, no one's physically hurt. No one's feeling physical pain from it. It's just a worry and a stressor. Um, and it was one of the craziest deals because my wife's not an accountant. She's not in the money of my business usually. And, uh, she said something about the, the basis that they were using to figure our tax. And we had a new person and I was like, we've never done, they said it was a cash basis and we've always used it in a cruel basis. And, uh, I was like, that's not how we do our taxes. We always do the accrual. This is afterwards, you know? And so she calls the guy up and is like, hey, we always use accrual. He changes it, boom, 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 bang. And is like, oh, well, it's only $4,000. And I was just like, holy smokes, you know, this is, <laughs> this is but it, but it was, a, it's a reminder, I think, that 
if you can find something to praise about in that situation, you know, not only does God hear that, does God appreciate that you can recognize that he's the one in control, but I think that's you voicing that and saying, hey, you've got this and I know it. And so I'm going to praise you for whatever else I can find, knowing that you're going to take care of this particular situation. And I don't even need to acknowledge it uh, as that bad uh, because of all the stuff that you've given me and you've provided for me in my life. So, so uh, as you grow in Christ uh, and your identity uh, grows as well, do you think that starts to be uh, something visible to the world? Do you think that's something that, is it a gradual deal? Is it a, an overnight thing? How do you guys think the, the identity should be seen to the world? And I'm talking about, you know, the non-believers. It's definitely going to, go ahead. Go ahead, Mason. All right. Well, it's definitely going to be a gradual thing. I and mean, it's not going to be something overnight. Like I'm not, if I was somebody who's like, I'm going to accept Christ into my life tomorrow. I mean, I don't, I don't think that it would be like a overnight, you're going to see a big change, but the more people see you and the more people see what you're doing and kind of how you're living. They're going to see changes. They're going to see a different perspective that you have and uh, how you're doing things. That's good. I think I'm just going to basically reiterate that. Um, it's it's a gradual thing, but it's something that is going to continue to grow if you're doing it right. Yeah. Like People are going to be able to see it more and more without you having to be like, hey, I'm a Christian. And I think that it's something that's always going to change. It's just like your your identity in general, like your interests or things like that, they're going to change with time, but it's the same thing with your Christian identity. You know, it's going to change as time goes on. Yeah. I would say that, um, you know, talking on the whole identity and the whole feeling of being a Christian and how you can express that and, you know, how people see that, just as we're sitting here, we're talking about baseball, we're talking about Christ, we're talking about, you know, how you identify, you know, you look over and you see a Yankees t-shirt and then you see a Hillcat t-shirt and you see these things you identify with as a team. And it's like, you know, you definitely made sure that everybody knew that you were a Yankees fan and you exuded that and you have a whole room dedicated to Yankees fans. You know what I mean? What's this pick on the fat guy deal or what's the deal here, man? Well, I'm saying you're now staring people staring right at me the whole time. Now people know that you're a Christ lover, and that's that's what you show, and that's what people identify you as. And I don't think as many people think, you know, when you bring up Jeff Zorn, and oh, that yeah, that dude's a huge Yankee fan. It's oh yeah, that dude runs the Ant Ministry. That dude, you know, is getting involved in church and helping the community and helping you know fill a gap in in something that he found. And you know, shameless plug here for Addie. She did the the T-shirt deal that you know people are buying a good quality t-shirt that they can represent Christ with that went to a good cause. And, you know, right. there, there isn't a whole lot of that out there, but if you can find a way to wear it on your shirt or to, you know, show it as easily on your hat as you would a Yankees logo or a Hellcat logo, you know, you can do those things. And, and I don't think it's as easy to find because you got to really look for some things that go towards a good cause, but you can identify with those things through how you spend your money or what you wear. And it's kind of a superficial thing and it has to reflect a more, you know, heart-filled purpose that you have rather than just, I'm going to wear the t-shirt like I go to church on Sunday, but, you know, it's, it's somewhere to start. So I think that whenever you're wearing whatever you identify with, you're just a, basically a walking advertisement. So the Rep the Kingdom shirts that we did, like, literally Rep the Kingdom. So you're, like, 
representing what you want to represent your what you identify with so it's the same thing like whenever I wear a Yankee shirt like obviously I'm identifying as a Yankees fan at this very moment but whenever you're identifying as a Christ follower you're going to be wearing the things whether it's your personality that you have on that day or if it's your clothing you have on that day you're a walking advertisement for the kingdom and I think that's the point of today is if you are going to fully identify as Christ, that's going to come through in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't mean that people have to treat you well so that they can be treated well. It doesn't mean that life has to be perfect so that your life can seem perfect. As a matter of fact, I think when our life is in turmoil and when our life is a struggle, that's when our identity in Christ needs to come through more than ever. And it can only come through if it's a natural thing anyway. Mm-hmm. If you try to fake identity, if you try to fake uh, Christendom, I'm going to use it again, uh, <laughs> you're, you're in big trouble because it, it just doesn't show through. People will literally see right through it to mm-hmm. the real you. Um, so I think it's definitely one of the things that we need to take serious. I think it's one of the things that we need to value. And I think that we need to do uh, a lot of the little steps that it takes to stay in that identity in Christ and to build and grow in that identity in Christ. I had a, I, I was taking one of my classes today or this week, and um, I asked the girls a question that was on my test and or it was on a, a quiz, and it, the question was, "When are you saved?" And the answer was. At the time you believe in Christ, as you walk as a Christian, and when you die. And that just, it just gave me confirmation that it's a process, that it's, it's a daily thing. You know, everybody says day, die daily. The Bible says die daily. The, the Christian rapper's slogan is die daily. Well, there's a reason for that. Every day is when we need a saving. Every day is when we need God's grace. And every day is when we ought to strive to let our identity show through. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for joining us this week. Um, Addy, Nock, uh, Mason, thanks again for being on here. Uh, just remember, uh, we are still looking for your letters. I actually received two this week. Yes. Um, oh. So I will, uh, I'll be reading a portion of one of those on um, one of our future episodes. Uh, but you can send a, a, a snail mail letter requesting your shirt size and your return address, and we'll send you a shirt. And then uh, here pretty soon we're going to have a new way that you can get grab one of those shirts uh, as well. So Our th- address, it turned out really cool. In case you want to send snail mail. It'll be in the description. So, okay, yeah. cool. Yep. Mason's got it covered, man. I, I just want to make sure. <laughs> I don't want to work. cut out but on I, I do want to. I did want to let people know that So because I think they may not look if you don't let them know. So, man, we just thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, you know, we're getting around 60 to 65 listens on all these things over a little bit of time. So I, I'm happy with that. You know, we're not here to do it to get rich. We're not here to get do it to get famous. We're here to get people involved about talking and, uh, and uh, you know, about the trends and truths of the of the of the world and of our Bible. So uh, thank you guys again. And um, we'll look forward to next week. Thank you for listening to the trend or truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the amp station in Claremore, Oklahoma. Amp is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber. So you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.